Zakalakir Noor for joining us and blessing us with your voice. So Idris and Noor, mashallah, both of you are um, you know a great uh, blessing for people to enjoy um, because of your recitation. Inshallah, people can continue to come on and enjoy your recitation. So inshallah, be ready tomorrow, same time, and um, we'll see you then. You guys can stay on if you want. Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. Alhamdulillah. Wa nasalli ala Rasulhil Karim. Inshallah, we'll continue with our short reminder. In today's session, the Hufal they recited, they completed the recitation of Surah Al-Baqarah and they started the recitation of Surah Ali Imran. Both of these surahs are unique and they're special, and they have a significant, um, they have a significant help and assistance for us in the hereafter. Where Allah Subhanahu wa Taala, the Prophet tells us that Iqra'ul Quran, recite the Quran because it will be a source of shafa'a and a source of intercession for you on the day of judgment. But the Prophet continued this narration by saying, recite Al-Baqarah and, Al- and Ali Imran because they will be a special source of intercession for you on the day of judgment as they will come in the form of clouds and they will argue on your behalf until you are given Jannah. So these surahs uh, may be that despite them being very lengthy, um, they have special virtues that we ignore at times. We recognize the virtues of Al-Fatiha, of Yasin, Al-Rahman, but these two surahs also are extremely virtuous. In the theme of the first chapter, the first juz was growing iman in our heart. And Allah spoke about that multiple times in the first juz. In the second juz, the, the, the gears changed towards Islam. And I spoke about that yesterday, how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala highlighted the four pillars that were remaining in, 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 in fasting, in zakat, and praying salat, and uh, in giving zakat. Those four were spoken about in the second juz. Now, when we move towards the third juz, before we start Ali Imran, now in the third chapter, there are many many ayat that we can reflect upon, including Ayatul Kursi. But I did that a few days ago in our Hidden Treasures of the Quran series, so I don't want to uh, talk about the same thing again. But I chose another virtuous passage in Surah Al-Baqarah, which is the last, which are the last two verses of the Surah, where Allah Subhanahu wa Taala in these last two verses highlights that you have brought iman. The believers, you were struggling, you brought iman in surah in the first Jews, you were bringing iman into your heart, you displayed that iman through the five pillars of Islam, and now I am stamping and sealing the fact that you are believers. In these last two verses of Aman al-Rasul bima unzila ilayhi rabbi wal mu'minun, till the end, there are two major dominant tafsirs on this, and I will share one that I want to, and I will just lightly reflect upon the second one, which is the more famous one. Imam Qurtubi rahimullah narrates that these last two verses was actually a conversation that took place with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Where did this conversation take place? Many people ask in the journey of Mi'raj, what did Allah and the Prophet speak about? The, you know, the, the two giants of the world, Allah being the giant, of the greatest, Al-Ali Al-Azim and the Prophet being his beloved. They're meeting. We, we just want to hear a few few snippets of that conversation you know it's like getting a behind the scenes of uh, you know in today's time two athletes meeting or you know in today's time um, two celebrities meeting whatever it may be imagine Allah and the Prophet sort of meeting what was that conversation like what did they speak about so Qurtubi rahimullah says when the Prophet sallam reached Sidratul Muntaha 
and he was continuing with Jibreel Jibreel told him that I cannot move any fo move forward an inch. If I move forward, Allah will burst my wings into flames. You have to go on your own. The Prophet goes ahead and he recites Referring to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that everything that I own may be physical, monetary, any commodity that I have internally, physically belongs to you. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala responded by saying Assalamu alayka ayyuhan nabi wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. May my, may my peace be upon you and my mercy and my blessings. The Prophet ﷺ responded to that statement by saying, Assalamu alayna wa ala ibadillahi salihin, O Allah, may peace be upon me, but also upon all of my pious slaves that believe in me. Then all the angels that were there, they responded by saying, Ashadu an la ilaha illallah wa ashadu anna Muhammadan abduhu rasulu. And this is where we, this is a famous story that we, we've heard about many times. But beyond that, beyond that discussion, Many people say that it ends over there. Imam Qurtubi rahimullah says, no, that discussion continued. When the angels responded by saying that, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, آمَنَ الرَّسُولُ بِمَا أُنزِلَ إِلَيْهِ مِنْ رَبِّهِ وَالْمُؤْمِنُونَ كُلٌّ آمَنَ بِاللَّهِ وَمَلَائِكَتِهِ وَكُتُبِهِ وَرُسُولِهِ Allah said that the Prophet has believed, he has accepted my call. And so have the believing men and women, وَالْمُؤْمِنُونَ they all have believed in Allah. They all have believed in the angels. They all have believed in the previous scriptures and the previous prophets without differentiating between those prophets because the, the Yahud and the Nasara from before, they would differentiate, they would pick and choose which prophets they wanted to believe in. Now, you know, this prophet we're okay with because he's from this lineage of Ishaq. This prophet we're not okay with. Allah says that the specialty of our ummah is We believe in all the prophets of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that were sent down. Then when Allah said this, the prophet responded to this by saying, Oh Allah, not only do we believe, we listen to you and we will obey every single one of your commandments. This is the prophet's response. Of course, we're echoing this response in our own life when we recite these two verses. But this is the prophet's response to Allah's statement that this nation is special. So the prophet says, Oh Allah, not only have we believed, but we also hear and listen to you and your commandments and we obey them. Without asking too many questions like Bani Israel. Oh Allah, we need your mercy. We need your forgiveness. And we will, we will turn back to you and our return is to you. Allah hearing this, Allah responds. This is a beautiful, marvelous conversation. When we know it's a conversation, it allows us to just reflect upon it a little more. Allah responds to that by saying, Oh Prophet of Allah, don't worry. I know you will listen and your nation will listen and obey. But I will never burden a soul or a nafs more than that which it can actually, more than that which is in its capacity. More than that which is in its capacity. Whatever I give you, it will be within your ability to perform and to complete. I will never burden you beyond your ability because that's not right for me to do. Then Allah says, For every soul and for every individual is that which they do. They will see the fruits of their own deeds. They will see the fruits of their own a'mal. Where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Every small 
every small deed that we do, Allah will give us the reward for it. Dharra, dharra means, well, Imam Ibn, Ibn Ashur rahimahullah, says a very pr- profound definition of dharra, where he says it's like when you're sitting outside of a inside of a room and there's the rays of the sun hitting the window. And when the rays of the sun hit the window, you look outside and you see small, tiny dust particles floating in the air. That's what dharra is. Allah says every small deed, you will see the reward and the fruits of it. So Allah responds by this. And now, Jibreel of course, not being in the same area where the Prophet Allah is speaking, but the angels can hear this. So Jibreel says to the Prophet Right now is the time to ask. Allah is giving. Ask Allah for something. Ask Allah for something for yourself and your ummah. So the Prophet informed by Jibreel to ask, he says, Rabbana la tu'akhidna in nasina aw akhta'na O our Lord, O Allah, don't hold us accountable for that which we forget about and for those things that we commit through mistakes, forgetting and by mistakes. Allah, please, you're saying that that we will not put a burden upon a slave except that it will be within their ability and capacity. Well, I'm asking you that if we forget, it's in our ability to remember, but if we forget and if it's beyond us, we just forgot about it. It was a mistake. Allah, please don't hold us accountable for that. Tu'akhidna refers to the idea of don't allow that to be in our book of deeds. Just let it, let it be swept under the rug. So when the Prophet made this dua and he stopped, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accepted it. And Jibreel responded to the Prophet and he said, Our Prophet of Allah, you've been given that. You've been given that Allah has accepted your dua, and it's only for our nation that we have the special, we have the special divine connection with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that Allah has overlooked the mistakes that we commit when we forget or when it's done by us, by by unintentionally doing something because we didn't know that it was wrong. If we know it's wrong, then we're supposed to make sure we protect ourselves. But I forgot about, I was so engulfed in doing something, I completely forgot that I was supposed to uh, you know, pray my Fajr Salah. Of course, we make sure that we take all of the means to remember alarms and so on and so forth. But it's it, it, Allah has forgiven that. So the Jibreel says to the Prophet, ask more. Don't stop there. Ask more. Allah is giving. So Allah, the Prophet says, Oh Allah, don't put upon our ummah a burden like you did upon the nations before us. So Mufassirun say, what is this burden referring to? This burden is how Imam Qurtabi rahimullah in Imam Fakhuddin al-Razi in Fatih al-Ghayb where he says that Isran over here refers to Ithman. Don't make a sin a burden for my ummah. And they say that in the previous nations, when a person would commit a sin, it would either be written on their forehead or it would be written on the front door of their house. So everyone would know that they committed a sin. So the Prophet asked Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that do not expose the mistakes of my ummatis. Do not expose their mistakes. They will commit mistakes. Oh, oh Allah, please don't expose their mistakes. And Allah accepted. Jibreel said, You've been, that also has been accepted. Make another dua. And then the Prophet says, and then he makes his last dua together that Allah don't hold us, don't give us a burden that is above our capacity. 
The Prophet's dua was accepted again. And he's wa'fu anna. Throughout all of this, O oh Allah, we will make mistakes. So forgive us. Wa'fir lana. The idea of, of wa'fir lana and wa'fu anna are two different things. Afu means, O oh Allah, show love to us and compassion to us. And by means of your compassion and love, forgive us. We want your maghfira. And your maghfira can only be can only be manifested and displayed through your rahmah. Warhamna. Oh Allah, allow that maghfira. So love us. Look at us with an eye of mercy. And then actually use that mercy to forgive us. Anta maulana. You are our guardian and you are our protector. Help us against all those that are against Islam and against the Muslimun and the Prophet that dua was also accepted when Jibreel said Allah has given you reverence and awe and within you that people when they see you they have awe of you and they have reverence and respect for you O Prophet of Allah so dear brothers and sisters this is perhaps the first time we've heard this that these last two verses which are unique special virtuous verses this is actually a conversation between Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the Prophet in the beautiful blessed journey of Mi'raj. So now when we recite this, let's recite this with the same love, the same connection, uh, the same feeling that as if we are speaking to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Because the Quran is Allah speaking to us. So imagine that the, imagine this conversation taking place between us and Allah. And how how with how much sincerity we would recite these verses. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make us understand and allow us to benefit from um, the depth of these verses in the Quran and inshallah bring them into our practice very simple things reciting this a few once a day or before we sleep or during the morning it will give us the ability of having the shafa'ah of, of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala through a cloud descending upon us and allowing and, 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 and being a, a, a hujjah for us until we reach Jannah may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make us amongst those that the shafa'ah of our Prophet and of the Quran is accepted for us and make us amongst those that can understand the Quran the, to, the, to the best of our abilities and implement it into our life. I urge all of you to continue joining on a daily basis at 2 p.m. and also at 9.30 p.m. with Sheikh Abdullah and Mufti Abdul Rahman Wahid where they have a hangout session about a tafsir of that, a tafsir of an ayah of that juz, of that chapter. So of course I did juz three as well. They will also do juz three. They won't do the same thing as me. They will choose a different topic and they will have it as a, as a discussion. I hope that everyone can join, spread the word in your communities. And inshallah, if you haven't already known, uh, seen, we do have the Ramadan immersion program that has started. Today is our third session with our beloved Sheikh, Sheikh Suleiman Mullah. And this one is starting at 3.30 because he's teaching from South Africa. The rest are at 6 p.m. If you haven't joined yet, please go ahead and join. Uh, you, won't, you, you won't regret it, inshallah. Jazakallah khair. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. May Allah bless you all.